This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with a new episode released every single day. I'm Paul Stevenson. Thanks as always for hitting play. Today is December the 4th and we start our look back with one of the most iconic rock and roll photos of all time, the Million Dollar Quartet. On this day in 1956, an impromptu jam session took place at Sun Records Studios in Memphis. Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins and Johnny Cash, by chance mostly, all appeared at the studios on the same day and famously jammed together. A local newspaper was called, the famous photo of Elvis sat at the piano with the other guys around him was taken, and the next day's headline of Million Dollar Quartet landed. Also on this day, in 1980, Led Zeppelin confirmed the news that we'd all expected the band would not continue following the death of John Bonham. They've only ever played a handful of shows over the last 40 years since. On this day in 1993, we also lost a unique musical talent, Frank Zappa. He passed away from prostate cancer, aged just 52. And as for today's show, there's a slight Zappa link as we're talking about the inspiration for one of classic rock's most famous songs. Yes, on this day in 1971, during a Frank Zappa concert at the Montreux Casino, Switzerland, a fire broke out thanks to some stupid with a flare gun. Deep Purple was staying just across from the casino, and the scene of the flames and the smoke across the lake inspired the iconic Smoke on the Water. Now with me to talk more in depth about this iconic moment in rock is Mac B from the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast. Well, thanks, Paul, for having me on. And yes, we're talking about one of the most seminal moments in all of hard rock history. That's December 4th, 1971, when Deep Purple were famously staying in Montreux, getting ready to take over the casino so they could record their next album, the album that would become Machine Head, their biggest and best-selling album to date. It went double platinum in the USA, based on the strength of songs like Smoke on the Water and it had Highway Star on it, and it had pictures of home, and it had Space Truck in, one of my very favorites. But the one that matters most is Smoke on the Water, infamous at record stores and guitar shops all across America, and I'm guessing the world, where in the 70s you would see signs, no stairway to heaven, no smoke on the water. Not because they weren't good songs, but because they were so popular and everyone wanted to learn to play. And unlike Stairway, Smoke on the Water is incredibly easy to play, 
In fact, my six-year-old daughter was learning tablature at school and came home singing, three, six, eight, three, six, nine, eight, three, six, eight, six, three, because that's the simple way to teach a child how to do this iconic riff. So what happened was the casino is getting ready to shut down for the season. They have one more show there before the end. It's Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. So the prog gods are in there doing their thing, making their noise. Deep Purple stand at the hotel on the other side of the lake, and some super genius decides to light off a flare gun in the middle of the show. Well, that causes the place to catch on fire. Now, amazingly, nobody got hurt. Everybody got out of there. In fact, Funky Claude, they talk about in the song, Claude Knobs, it was kind of one of the organizers of the Montreux Jazz Festival. He was busy getting people the heck out of there while the place was burning down all around them. So he's a bit of a hero in that. And they see the smoke rolling out of the casino onto the lake. Hence, smoke on the water. Roger Glover, bass player and eventual big-time producer, said it's the biggest fire he'd ever seen in his life before. So that whole night inspired them to write Smoke on the Water. Now, the problem was they were supposed to record in that spot and make their new record there. And they looked around town. They got kicked out of a couple places by making too much noise by the neighbors. But eventually they found refuge at the Grand Hotel de Terre. But they had to wire their stuff all over the place. They had to use the hallways. They had to use crawl spaces just to get all the wires in there. And sometimes they would have to crawl from one room to the next just to hear playback on what they were doing. So it may not have been the greatest recording session ever. But the fact is, they got it together to release the album of March 1972. And amazingly... Smoke on the Water was the fourth single released. It did not come out till May of 1973. They had three other songs that hit the radio before that, all during 1972. And I don't know if it was the success of Made in Japan that prompted them to release it later. But the fact of the matter, that's the most iconic riff of the great Richie Blackmore, who's got a bit of a reputation of being hard to deal with. But if you can come up with classic riffs like that just by watching a casino burn down, you are a legend, my friend. And a double platinum album solidified Deep Purple's status as rock gods in the United States of America and all around the world. And a big thanks to Mac B there. He co-hosts the Ugly American Werewolf in London podcast with Action Jackson, who you would have heard a couple of days ago on This Day Rocks when he was talking about Rick Savage. Both know their rocks so well. Make sure to check out their podcast now. You certainly won't regret it. Well, that's it for December the 4th. No, this day rocks tomorrow as it's a big interview show. And I've got a great one for you. It's a man who worked with The Who's John Entwistle for decades. In fact, he became his best friend and he was asked to read the eulogy at the Ox's funeral. He also worked with Rainbow and Brian Johnson of ACDC, Ann Wilson from Heart and Robin Zander from Cheap Trick. So it's an episode you won't want to miss. But until then, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 